Sitting in a shipping container on the edge of a cliff with a glass floor might not sound like everyone's cup of tea, but when Dave and Manny Penman conjured up this dream accommodation, they didn't intend it to be a stock standard hotel. We visit their self-contained studios in Hepburn Springs to find out how the couple made the leap from running a defence business into building an award-winning architecturally designed retreat and how their aspirations are going from leaps to bounds with their just do it attitudes. Welcome to the Life Unhurried podcast, a place to slow down and appreciate the little things, whether you're on the road or just wanting to enjoy your own backyard more. So, hi, Dave and Manny. Welcome to the Life Unhurried podcast. It's lovely thanks for to having have us. you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank awesome. you for having us here at your beautiful property here in Hepburn Springs. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit more about you guys rather than the property, if that's okay. Sure. Um, so, how many years have you guys been married? And can you tell us how you met? <laughs> 13 years. <laughs> no, no, it's 20. Two, twenty-three. Yeah, it's a long-standing joke. I kept asking Manny once how long we've been married for. She kept saying thirteen, so it's kind of a thirteen years. But it's about twenty-three years now. But how we met this is interesting. Please we met, tell us. <laughs> we met through the desperate and dateless ball in Darwin. Um, Dave was desperate. I was just looking for a bit of fun, <laughs> and we were matched up. Yeah. yeah, and he called me up, and he was my booby prize, and he's my be my booby prize ever since. <laughs> and for anyone out there that says the power of wishful thinking is not true, on the form it said list everything you're looking for in a partner: a six foot two brunette, athletic aerobics policewoman, and there you go, my dream woman. <laughs> Good things come in small packages, hey Manny. Yeah. Yes, do I say? <laughs> All right, um, can you both um, tell us a little bit about, about your backgrounds career-wise before any of this came about? What were you doing? Well, I, I started as um, an accountant for Ernst & Young and then um, I met David and we started moving around and we had our first child, so I didn't go back to work because we had a lot of problems with our first child so then yeah and David moved around and I just followed and then we started next job now which is our defense business and I worked with David in that and then we, we started with Clifftop. What about so, you, Dave? What were you doing before this? Yeah, lots. I mean, when I was about nine, we were scamming locals with Northern Territory's only lawn mowing business in Tennant Creek, where we used to cut the lawn half as short as it should be and then fertilise it so we could mow it again two weeks later. <laughs> but, you know, I've done everything from collecting mossy rocks for money right through to making beer for a living. Um, a big chunk of my life was in the military where I worked um, infantry, I was a commando, an intelligence officer. I got out and made beer for a living, um, probably well qualified for it, drunk enough in the military, and then went into a whole range of roles from banking, mergers and acquisitions, media, uh, met Manny, and we've successfully worked together for most of our lives without killing each other. No small achievement. No. We work well. Yeah. We all have our part. Yeah. yeah. I'm the brains and she's the brawn. There you go. <laughs> Would have never guessed. <laughs> um, so what drove you to drop everything in your lives and start an accommodation business? Well, next job now wasn't going to last forever and we knew that. And we went to stay in this place and we thought, oh, we could build three places. And initially it was just home for our daughters and us. 
and then I don't know. I just kept looking at property in in, in Hepburn Springs. I knew that was the area we needed to be in, and but it was really hard to find a large chunk of land with great views, mm-hmm. and it had to have really good views or you're wasting your time. So yeah, and that's we found this land. It was three hundred pine trees on the lot. You had to walk through it, and we walked through it, and and Dave sat there on this edge of the cliff, and he said. This is it. This is, we really got to get this. Um, so yeah, on Monday we we offered it. We got a really good price. We were really lucky, fortunate. As I was saying before, we we're a bit lucky because it had technically solved it for you know a few technical hiccups. We managed to get it back on the market, and we couldn't believe when they actually said, "Oh, you've got the land." We go, "Great. What do we do with it now?" So. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> what do we get ourselves into? <laughs> so had either of you worked in hospitality before? No, no, not really. I, I worked in a gym, worked with people, but... Yeah, no, not no. really. Um, look, one of the things I'd say is you've got to be a good listener if you want to do something unusual like mm. this. And um, we were lucky. Uh, we always help people now if they ask for advice. And they say, well, why if we're a competitor would you help us? Because when we moved to town, we met Arthur and Gabe up on the hill, who are now good friends, and they're competitors. But they showed us everything. They said, look, you tell you're new to hospitality, do this, don't do that, buy this, don't buy that. These, this is what you need to do to run the business, and that sort of help and a long way toward getting the business running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we help each other. Like we've forgotten towels. Arthur, he comes down and he brings our guest towels, and like they're away on holiday for three weeks. So um, I keep I, I call up her cleaner if they need stuff, and we make sure that she's okay. And Arthur's funny, isn't he? Oh my god, we've run out of slippers! Quick, please bring some slippers! It's a world ending drama! (laughs) So we went up with a few slippers. The towels were in it too for us. Yeah, he brought down the towels. He saved our bacon a few times. So, no, they're great. That's awesome. And you mentioned that um, you have two daughters and it's a family business. So, how are they involved in the business? um, Brianna, she's 19. She has a special need. So, it's great for her. Cleaning is fantastic. She does the bathrooms. It takes her a long time, but it's great. She does a really good job in the bathrooms, and, and she's moving on to the beds mm-hmm. with Jazz. It's getting a promotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, she's getting those pillowcases in because um, she has a left side of weakness. So, mm-hmm. you know. It's been it's good for her, hasn't it? Yeah. Not, not just the teamwork, but having a job, self-esteem, working her arm. Yeah, it's been really great. And then we've got Chloe. The recalcitrant 16-year-old. Yeah, but she started at 12 on the property, and she's awesome. Like, she can move through these, the beds, really well. You have to go behind her a little bit, but she's good. And she's our Sunday cleaner. Chloe, if you're listening to this, you're not getting a pay rise. That's a good disclaimer. (laughs) No, she's a good worker. They both are with me. Yeah, good. Yeah, they're good. So, do they um, do they tell you that they want to stay on here and work for you for years to come? I think um, think Brianna definitely does. Mm -hmm. um, Chloe's a very smart young girl. She'll um, always say the right things. You just hope that it's actually what she means, and she's not playing mum and dad. But um, yeah, we think so. Look, um, we'd love to think that our kids will take over what we leave them and grow it to be even more successful. That's my dream. But. All we care about is they do something they're passionate about that they enjoy. Yeah. So as long as they end up doing something that gives them self-esteem, that's all we care about. It'd be nice to think it's a business, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, great. So um, I want to talk a little bit about when you were creating this 
amazing space because it is quite a feat to build on the side of the cliff face and especially with containers and all the rest of the amazing materials that you guys have used. What challenge, What were your biggest challenges in doing this? I think we were ignorant. Yeah, really? ignorance is a great quality if you want to build something ambitious. <laughs> all, jokes, all jokes aside, <laughs> if you, if, yeah. And when I think back, seeing how steep it was, we didn't even know we could build on it when we bought it. Yeah. That's the bizarre thing. I mean, we didn't even know we could build. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, I think you have yeah. to be prepared to swallow a lot of risk if you want to do something different. And Manny's right. Like, we weren't sure we're a bit naive. Um, but, yeah, you, you need to believe in yourself. You need to really want to do it and not just for money. You need to want to leave a mark, I think, because it's, it's painful building yeah. special accommodation. But the reward is in what you deliver for people at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was there anything disappointing as you were as you were building? I mean, that you wanted, that you really wanted, that you couldn't have, or yeah, I mean, we we would have dearly loved that our first builder didn't take our fifty four thousand dollar deposit and spend it on his daughter's wedding. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's <laughs> our second so, night. It's not the first. Not the, for him. No. For solitude, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that would have been nice. So yeah. if I had a choice, we probably wouldn't have put that into the build plan. Um, yeah, look, there are disappointments. I mean. You always cut corners. Sometimes it's because of money. Sometimes it's because of circumstances. And yeah, um, I would like to have built things slightly different. But in the end, I don't regret the product that we have. Mm. You look, it's like anything. You look back a few years later and you say, you know what? I wished we'd built this in or done that or changed the material for that. But you know, I don't think there's much I regret about the build. No, I think this is solitude's right for yeah, the yeah. site and where it is. We're pretty happy. And how it's fit in with the other <clears throat> three buildings. I have to say, though, like when you build things and when you put the containers on and you look at it and it takes shape and you see it as a shell that's been hand-sanded on the other side of Melbourne, transported across on a truck, loaded on, and it's just rusty metal, mm. you look at it and think, oh, my God, have we stuffed up? What have we done? Is, is, is this going to shape up? And even a week before it opens, I'm going, <gasps> Is this special enough? And you really don't know. Yeah. Because you see it every day and and you panic and you think, oh, my God, what have we done? But then when it comes together and when you see the final wood cladding, you turn the lights on and the carpet's down, you're still a bit nervous. But then when your first few guests come through and they say, oh, that was amazing, you go, oh, thank God. (laughs) Breathe a sigh of relief. (laughs) So there were a few sleepless nights. Yeah. Yeah. We can sometimes be our own harshest critics, so don't let people down but. Yeah, we want people to have a good time. That's yeah. really important. They come in and go, wow, and, and they relax and, and they have a good time together, you know, and mm-hmm. just chill and, and ready to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the day-to-day running of the business, I mean, obviously, Dave, you said before that you're almost a glorified cleaner. Yeah. I mean, how is your life different now to, say, <coughs> when you're working in banking or... Yeah. Um, or any of your other jobs. You know what? It doesn't matter how much money you make or what title you have. And, and back then I thought those things were important. But really at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that we're cleaning up. I love cleaning. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing it. It's for us. It's for our business. Mm-hmm. It makes all the difference. And you, know, you have to live your life. And that's what I love about Life Unhurried. Mm-hmm. It's all about stopping and enjoying the trip. And at last... As hard as we work, and it's probably harder than we've worked in a long time, mm-hmm. we really enjoy what we do. And it's mm-hmm. brought the family closer together. We work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we have a quality of life. We work our butts off. For them. Mm-hmm. But we're always at home for our kids or they're here with us. They 
see probably too much of them, too much of us, they would argue, but mm-hmm. we get to see them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's good. Like, I've had friends going, oh, you're cleaning. And I'm going, well, when I finish, I look back and I look at the villa and it's beautiful. Yeah. And, so, and I always wonder, what are my guests walking? What are they going to be thinking when they look around? We need to give you a new job that you can be regional manager cleaning services. <laughs> I like it. I enjoy it. And we're healthier. Our medical reports came healthy. Yeah. Oh, Manny, Manny said I need to cut back on red wine. Doctor yeah. says my heart, my liver are perfect. Okay, so do you think that, that your unhealthiness was a direct um, result of the stress that you were in? in yeah, in yeah, I've, I've got no doubt. I mean, yeah. you know, if, you, if you live a better life, if you enjoy what you do, it doesn't matter how hard you work, you're yeah. going to be healthier, yeah. surely. Stress is a big factor, so mm-hmm. slow down, you know, go to nice places, do nice things, take time to smell the roses and mm-hmm. you'll always live a better life. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you said it's made your relationships stronger within yeah. your family, so that's that's a, a healthy mm. effect as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so a lot of people would dream about doing what you guys have done. I mean, there's so many people out there now in high-stress jobs that never see their kids and they really aren't living their best lives. Yeah. So for anyone who has dreamed of doing what you guys are doing now, what advice would you give them? Oh, a lot of research. Mm. Yeah, yeah, really. Think. Even though we went in, but thinking about it, yeah, you got to do a lot of research yeah. and I've, understand what you're going to go into. Manny's yeah. got a good point. My view's Nike, just do it. Just if you really it. want to do it, think yeah. it through. Yeah. You know what? Nothing's easy. Everything's good and bad. Yeah. And, and if it's what you want to do and it's really what you want to do, you'll find a way to make it work. Yeah, that's true. Just yeah. do it. Don't die wondering. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you stuff it up, you lose a bit of money, set your back and you have a good cry, so what? If it's what you want to do, give it another crack. Yeah. Would you say that in general with any career change? Yeah, but it's got to be something you want to do. I mean, I, I all I wanted as a young bloke was a, a bigger salary, a bigger title, a better looking suit. Mm-hmm. And none of that really matters at the end of the day. Those trackies are great. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, my official work uniform is Bonds, and I probably should buy shares, and, and I resent that you criticise me for it. But um, yeah, be who you are, um, do what you want to do, and you'll always be happier. You might not always have as much money, mm. but you'll be happier. Mm. And what's the point of dying unhappy with lots of money mm. when you rather die happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true, and I suppose um, raising kids as well. And you would find this many you you feel like you've got a better quality of life for them with you around a little bit more rather yeah. than being in a full time job. Yeah, I've explained to the girls like sometimes the girls, oh, you know, the villas take so much time. I said actually they don't. If I was working for somebody else, I wouldn't be home till seven o'clock at night mm. or six, you know, because it's travelling. Mm. And they click to them in their heads. They go, oh yeah, that's we right. pick them up at three o'clock every day. Do you? Yeah, drop them off at eight in the morning. I mean, what other, what other job gives you that quality of life? And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, mm, that's very true. Mm. So, um, through your own life experiences, and I mean, looking back on different parts of your life, what what do you guys um, hold most valuable in your lives now? My kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and your husband, and of course. <laughs> but, but that goes without saying. Yeah. But, but what the heck, say it anyway. <laughs> no, I think it's not a 
children. <laughs> yeah. I'm a mother though, Dave. No, it is family. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah At the end of the day, we do all this for the kids. I mean, obviously it's for us and it keeps us alive, but um, my overriding motivation is to leave enough for one of our daughters to look after the other. That's mm-hmm. it. The, the yeah. money is only a means to an end for us mm-hmm. and it's a measure of, hey, we like that we're doing it right because people come and stay. Mm-hmm. But really, it's we want them to have a good life. This is a massive achievement for you guys. I mean, for anyone to look at it from an outsider's perspective, like we walked in and just went, wow, like it's huge. Um, What's next for you guys? I mean, you seem like the type of people that are always looking forward. So it's a a bit about trying to one up ourselves, isn't it? One upmanship. And um, a bit of that. Yeah, we're bidding on some land and hopefully we'll have a bit of luck today and nail it. we think that um, <laughs> glamping, I say that with some trepidation because Maddie's like, glamping, no one wants to go glamping. Well, actually, hun, half the world wants to go glamping. <laughs> but but you're the other half and that's okay. You make your own choice. I think the 50 pluses want to luxury. Yeah, so we, we want to be different every time we do something. We want to create a new experience um, for two reasons. One is because wowing people in different ways is nice. And the other is if you go on to Clifftop, and you've gone to Clifftop, what's the point of going back? But what if every time you went to Clifftop, oh. even if you just went to our solitude villas, I've done the bathroom and not the shower one, then you go to glamping, then you go to a cabin that's eight feet up in the air, then you go to a, an airstream caravan on the literal edge of a cliff on rails that are mounted up in the air. I mean, these are the sort of things we want to create now. And you know, without divulging too much, there's there's a... A lot of crazy ideas in the works at the moment floating around and mm-hmm. the good thing about our crazy ideas is that crazy's good. Mm. We like doing it. And it obviously lights a fire in you. Oh, yeah. You can tell yeah. when you're talking about it, there's yeah. a real spark. And the more people tell me, you can't do that, you shouldn't do that, that's impossible. <laughs> you go, okay, then. Oh, yeah. Come back and <laughs> see me in two years. <laughs> yeah, let's have a chat then, big so fella. That's motivation for you. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's I dare you to. Poor yeah. Robin. Oh, architect. architect, yeah. He's, he's, he's fantastic. You just throw him some idea and he's got to deliver it. It's so easy just to say something and he's the one that suffers. Yeah. No, but he, he's great. He's great, yeah. yeah. We work, we've been working with him for six years. He's fantastic. Yeah. And he does, he puts up with you. Yeah. yeah. As I said before, you've got to find the right people. <laughs> and if you can find someone that you trust to the point where you can say, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I like, now go do whatever you want. Yes. And if someone understands you well enough, to know what you're going to like from that and you say there are no rules and I'll support any decision you make and you have complete veto on the project. That's important. Yeah. And honestly, if you want to succeed, you have to find someone like that mm-hmm. because if you were that creator, you'd be doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to find someone you can trust to that extent if you want to build something really different. Mm-hmm. We're fortunate. We've got the architect, we've got yeah. Luke, our landscaper, and we just let them go and they just do it. Like Luke just just did it. This and we don't thing. apply any pressure to him, except where we tried to marry him to our niece for about four years straight. <laughs> but sadly, he he got engaged to somebody else, which put a spanner in those words. Thanks, Luke, if you're listening. <laughs> now we've got to pay full price for landscaping works. It's a tragedy. <laughs> but Luke, Luke's another one of those guys. We met him as a young bloke. He must have been 23, 24, and we did the same thing at Sanctuary Lakes and said, look, there's a house, there's no budget. Do whatever you want, but we want people to go, whoa, look at that, that's amazing. And he, he did. And he does it here too. Yeah, yeah, here too. And he's one of the only blokes you can sort of let to do that. You don't need a budget, and he'll never rip you off. If anything, he undercharges us. 
That's a lie, Luke. You don't. We pay too much. But but he does. He's he's amazing. Yeah, he's good. And again, just come back to the right people, mm-hmm. and you won't fail. And that must make you guys feel confident to yes. move ahead in other yeah. projects yeah. as well, because oh. you've got such a great team around you. Yeah, yeah, it and does. we'll ask all their opinions. So Luke did all of this estate, everything you see, he landscaped it except the waterfall up front, and um, he come out and he just had a look and he said, "Any ideas?" And he just said, "Just do what you want." So you're really um, helping people to live their dreams as well. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, we did it with Matt Adnate as well with his yeah. paintings. Yeah, he got to paint whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, to wrap it up, guys, um, and I asked you this question before, Dave, but if you can just um, uh, answer it again, um, what does a life unhurried mean to you? Yeah, um, I guess, as I mentioned before, you, you go through life, I, I think sometimes doing what people expect you to do, thinking that certain things are important, working hard, rushing through, and the goal is money, 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 success, promotion, and you're going to get to the end of your life and what are you going to have? Or instead, you can enjoy the trip. You can you can go places you haven't been, see things you haven't been, expose yourself to, to new feelings, get excited, get relaxed, and life unhurried means enjoy the trip. Don't chase things you think you should have or what everyone else wants you to have. Mm -hmm. Do what you love doing and create opportunities to really slow down and smell the roses and experience different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good advice. What about you, Annie? What do you do to slow down? What does life unhurried mean to you? Me? Sitting with a glass of wine in front of a fire. Yes. Yeah, David's got it very well covered. He's right. Yeah, just do what you're passionate about. And just yeah, enjoy the trip, that's for sure. To read the story or watch the video, go to lifeunhurried.com. To find out more about Clifftop at Hepburn, go to clifftop at hepburn.com.au.